When I think of legacy, I think of a man like Henry Ford. With his innovation, he basically laid the foundation of the 20th century. The assembly line became the century's characteristic production mode. His Model T spawned mass automobility, altering our daily living patterns, our leisure activities, and the entire American landscape. When I think of legacy, I think of a lady like Mother Teresa. She began her life's work by simply teaching impoverished children how to read and write. With no real equipment, she taught them by writing in the dirt with sticks. Throughout her life, she received many awards, including the Nobel Peace Prize in 1979. She continued her work with the poor for the rest of her life, leading missionaries until just months before her death on September 5, 1997. When I think of a legacy here in Denver, I know we all think about the Broncos. It's almost impossible to look at the history of the Denver Broncos and not think of the legacy of John Elway. He led the Broncos to two Super Bowl wins, recorded the most victories by a starting quarterback, and statistically is the second most prolific passer in NFL history. You can see his legacy cemented in the Ring of Fame Plaza at Sports Authority Field today. These men and women have built a legacy that will last for generations. And as a church, we know that God is calling us to do the same. This land has been a place of harvesting crops for generations, but soon we believe this land will yield a different kind of harvest, a harvest of souls. Many churches have the motto, if you build it, they will come. But at Orchard Church, we've always had a different motto. Our motto has always been, once they come, then we'll build it. Well, they have come, and now it's time to build it. Ten years ago, we planted Orchard Church in this community. But now we have an opportunity to establish Orchard with its own permanent facility, right here, right now. We've been patient and we've waited on God's timing, and He's made it abundantly clear, it's time to build. But we're not just building a building, we're building a legacy. We believe that our church, you, will become a legacy builder as we combine our efforts and establish Orchard Church in our community with its own permanent space. Our vision is to multiply disciple-making churches. With our own 51,000 square foot facility, we'll be able to more effectively carry out that God-sized vision. Of all the population of this growing area, 90% claim no church affiliation, representing approximately 55,000 people. The Denver Regional Council of Governments forecasts this region as the new growth capital of Metro Denver. With this new facility, we will have the capacity to reach thousands more in our community with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Attendance will potentially double in size with only two services, which will represent roughly 5% of our surrounding area. Our 1,250-seat auditorium will be the largest of its kind in a 10-mile radius. This building will allow us to focus on the ministries of our church without the responsibility of setting up and tearing down every week. With age-appropriate environments and classrooms, we will be able to minister to our kids in the most effective and relevant ways possible. We will truly have kids' classes that kids love.
As we enter this historic season in the life of Orchard Church, we have the amazing opportunity to not only establish our church in the present, but also to hand it off to future generations in a financially responsible way. Our goal is to have a completely paid for building in three to five years. We're ready. Will you join us? We're inviting you to become a part of this with us. We're inviting you to become a legacy builder. excited to leave a legacy today. Can we celebrate? This is an exciting day in the life and history of Orchard Church, and we are glad that you guys are here on Legacy Commitment Sunday. And before we get going too far this morning, we're talking about legacy. Uh, I think it's appropriate that we recognize our veterans who have left a legacy of serving our country. Veterans Day is on Wednesday. So could we have all the men and women who've served or are serving in our armed forces, would you just stand right now? Can we show them how much we love and appreciate them, Orchard Church, all of our veterans? Thank you so much for your amazing service to our country so we can enjoy the freedoms that we enjoy. If you're a first-time guest, we want to welcome you to Orchard Church today. Uh, thanks for being our first-time guest. You are catching us on a very special, historic day. Um, you can be set at ease. We're not asking any money from you today. You just get to have a front-row seat uh, on a day that's going to be very special in the history of our church. Um, all we're asking you to do as a first-time guest today is if you would fill out that guest connection card uh, that is inside your newsletter, drop in the offering bucket when it goes by in a few moments. Um, we're not interested in your money, but we're interested in you. And so let us know you're here. We're going to send you a thank you note and a gift in the mail. And so if you could do that for us, first time guests, we would uh, appreciate that uh, very much this morning. Now, Orchard Church, let me give you some details that are very important as we move through the service today. We're going to receive two separate offerings. We're going to receive our regular offering first. Earlier in our service, it's going to be in a few minutes during a video that we're going to show you guys. That'll be our regular normal offering. Guests, that's when you can put your guest card in uh, to the offering bucket at that time. And then hold on to your legacy commitments. Did everybody hear me? Hold on to your legacy commitments. We're going to give those together at a special time of worship at the end of our service. So your first fruit and legacy commitment, wait on those, and we'll do those at a special time uh, together. You everybody with me? All right, very important we do that. Um, today is an opportunity that we get to put aside our personal preferences and we get to embrace kingdom purposes, where we get to align our hearts with God's plans and redemptive purposes in this community and around the world. I love what David said uh, when he was building the temple, that first temple. He said this uh, to the nation of Israel, Be careful to obey all the commands of the Lord your God that so you may continue to possess this good land and leave it to your children as a what church? As a permanent inheritance. And so God has blessed us uh, with these 38 acres of land right next to Prairie View High School, but we don't want to just look at a cornfield. We want to put a permanent uh, building on that, that land, a church that can change people's lives as they come in and out of that building and they hear the gospel. And so that's what we have an opportunity today, to go from being a portable church uh, to being a permanent church, because we're not just building a building, help me church, we're building uh, a legacy. And so my goal has been to try to help us look past the building, though, and look at the people that are going to come in and out of that building and the lives that are going to be changed, the people that are going to accept Christ, the people that are going to get baptized, the people that are going to get discipled. And that's what we want to keep our focus on and our vision. And I received an email uh, from someone in our church a couple of weeks ago that really has grasped and embraced 
the vision of legacy and what it's really all about. I wanted to read it to you guys because it was such an encouragement to me. She said, I was driving down 120th Avenue today and the person in front of me saw the flashing school zone and took the liberty of going 20 miles an hour the entire way from the middle school to the high school. I get annoyed with traffic, but then I sing to the Christian station, K-Love, and it's my balance. So that was pretty good. Balances it out. Anyway, she says, today was no different. 20 miles an hour from the middle school on down past the high school. On the radio was David Crowder singing, Oh, How He Loves Us. And I was singing along. And then I saw the cornfield on our land, and your words really resonated with me. We're not harvesting corn. We're going to be harvesting souls. Immediately, I got goosebumps and my eyes filled with tears. On those now withered stalks are ears of corn that could represent each person that Orchard has reached with the gospel and brought to Jesus over the last 10 years. And each ear of corn has 100 kernels, and those kernels are those who will be touched by our testimony with the gospel in the years to come. They're all seeds. Isn't that a great email to understand that you can celebrate that? It's okay. It's okay. That's an awesome email of somebody embracing the vision of what God is allowing us to be a part of today. And as you look through the scriptures, God has always called his people to embrace his vision for the future. And he's invited us to join him and where he's at work. And so today, as you prepare to make your legacy commitments at the end of our service, don't think of this in terms of I'm participating in the legacy campaign, but think of this as I'm investing because we're all investing in something of eternal value. Amen, church? I mean, it's something of eternal value with eternal rewards that it's going to change people's lives for all eternity. It's not that often we get an opportunity to lay up treasures in heaven that one day are going to last forever. And, you know, as I was thinking about our Commitments of Legacy campaign, I thought about Shelly and I. And I thought about times in our life and our 22 years of marriage that we've committed to different things. And, and I remember when we committed to buying our first car. And, and we went and we picked out this used car and we signed the commitment papers and we were excited about that, our first car. And we were excited that we had made that commitment and we were going to pay it off as quickly as possible. And then I remember we bought our first house. We were living in Indiana and we bought a, a, a small house that was like 900 square feet. We bought it for $56,000. I wish I could do that today, buy a house for $56,000. And I remember we went to the closing and we signed those commitment papers and we were so excited. And as I thought about this historic day in the life of Orchard Church, this legacy campaign, Commitment Sunday, I hope, church, we'll be just as excited or more excited of what we're committing to today. Because it's better than a car and it's better than a house. It's something of eternal value and that's something to be excited about. Amen, church? So I hope, yeah, let's celebrate that. Be excited about what we get to commit to today. And I want you to hear right now some testimonies. Uh, these are some people that shared, some leaders in our church who really embraced the legacy vision and what this is all about. It's not just building a building, it's building a legacy. And they shared their testimony at our leader commitment night about a week and a half ago. And I want you to hear it because I think it'll really help get our hearts in the right place and hear what God has done working in their hearts. So check this out. <coughs> My wife Sarah and I and our three boys started coming to the orchard about five years ago. And the reason we were looking for a church five years ago was we had just left uh, the church that I spent 15 years in. This church had a, if you build it, if we build it, they will come attitude. The focus became much more about a building than it did about the church. And so we found ourselves 
looking for a church, we came to the orchard and wow, we just, we knew we were home. Very early on, Pastor Doug said, hey, some people are asking, when are we going to buy some land? And my heart sank, honestly, <laughs> until I heard his answer. And he said, when God says it's time. And I remember Pastor Doug, the, the day he announced that, that we had purchased the land and, and we had bought it and put a million dollars down, my wife elbowed me very hard. <laughs> she goes, did he say they put a million dollars down? I said, yeah, that's what he said. So to see the stewardship that I know Pastor Doug and Shelly and, and leadership have displayed, the stewardship over a decade, the preparation to plan and to be sure that what God wants is what we will do. And so while it wasn't our first reaction to embrace it, during this process, Sarah and I have come to fully embrace it. We see the need. We see what God is doing. We see what God will do with that cornfield that's sitting out beside Prairie View High School. I started coming to the Orchard Church back in 2010, and uh, at that time I really thought things in my life were fabulous. I was making tons of money. I was the top of my business. I'd been recruited by a great company, and little did I know, like the next 18 months, my world was going to fall apart. I really struggled. Um, through my discipleship, with everything, I had so much loss. I had six friends die in about 18 months throughout all this with a divorce. And um, I faithfully stepped up and started tithing. And I, I remember telling the CR group out loud, this is hard for me. It's hard for me to put back my selfishness and release myself from these, this money I've worked so hard for and I felt like I have nothing for it. But I took a step of faith and have been faithful ever since. And the blessing that God has put into my life has been amazing. When Bill and I got married, right from the beginning, Bill started our marriage off and he said that we're going to tithe. There were times when I, I would go food shopping and I had, you know, at the time a small budget and I would go to the store and I would say, okay, Lord, you said you're going to provide my needs. If I'm obedient in this, you're going to provide my needs. And I would actually take my list and I would mark off, this is a need, this is a need. And then after about the third time of me going through the line and it being within a few pennies, I got it. I went, okay, this is all I need. We struggled a little bit financially the first couple of years. Not bad, but, you know, the struggles of a, of a newly married couple. That's what we had. Uh, we knew that if we had faith that God would fulfill his part of the deal, and he has without a doubt. After 20 years of tithing, uh, I still have some, I still have some doubts. I still, have to, I still have to push myself a little bit. Our tithing, uh, I believe in, in regards to our tithing, it has sustained us throughout our marriage. And this camp campaign gives me an opportunity to further stretch my life by increasing our tithe. Scott and I have been a part of Orchard Church since 2009. I thought I had it all together. I thought I had a great life. I thought I had a great relationship. I was a great mom on occasion. Um, and I thought, you know, I felt like I had it all together. And as we continued 
to go to attend Orchard Church and God continued to work on me and in my life and in my heart. I realized that what I thought I had really wasn't anything compared to what he wanted me to have. I am so honored to be a part of this because I get to imagine just the same as all of you what it's going to be like to continue to reach those families because they're just going to drive by and they're going to see it and there's going to be people out there like me who think, hmm, am I missing out on something? What's going on there? And they're just going to come in. And one of us being used by God is going to touch these people. And the fact that we are going to be given so many chances that we probably don't even recognize yet to change their lives and to be used by Christ to help them see that they thought they might have had it all and they really didn't have anything without him. My dad could do anything, um, literally could do anything contracting. I grew up in a church that the building was at least 100 years old. I remember him talking at the table with my mom that they're going to buy some property for the church. That we're going to go get some property and we're going to build a church. They went on to build the first phase of the church and my dad being the contractor led the way. Three years ago, uh, my mom and dad passed away and I had the opportunity to deliver um, yeah, the eulogy in front of five, six hundred people inside the church that my dad led to help build. I didn't realize 30 years later I'd be involved in the same thing. Someday, Laura and I will be gone. My kids will drive their kids and maybe their great kid, grandkids and go, that's the church that my parents made an impact on and changed the community. Isn't that awesome? Man, every time I watch that, it's so touching to my heart to hear Scott say, you know, that's the church that I was part of. We helped change a community. I mean, that's what's so significant about this historic day. We get to be a part of leaving a legacy and changing a community. And I do want to take a moment. I just want to thank all of those in our church who have served. Uh, we've had a lot of volunteers serving over the last several months, preparing us for this legacy campaign and legacy commitment today. And the Nordbys and the Barrows were our legacy campaign directors. They gave hundreds and thousands of volunteer hours to help us with the legacy campaign. So can we just say a big thank you to all those who served and helped us lead this campaign. We really appreciate it. And we also, um, we haven't gone through this process alone. Um, we hired a gentleman named Tim Avery with Cardia Consulting, and he's been our consultant for the Legacy Campaign, and we could not have done it without him. His wisdom, his experience has been awesome in helping us all along the way. He's been a huge blessing to us and our church. He's going to continue to walk with us over the next three years as we see the fulfillment of the commitments of this campaign. And so I've invited him to come today and share a few words with you guys, uh, what God has laid on his heart. And so could you welcome uh, to the stage Tim Avery. Appreciate having you. Thank you, Doug. Good to be with you this morning, Orchard, on an historic day in the life of your church. Uh, I just want to say as we get started how much I love your pastor and your leadership team. Don't you agree with that this morning? 
women and men who have just dedicated themselves to putting into play their talents, their gifts, their spiritual gifts, their abilities, who have dedicated their lives for making a difference along the front range and around the world for the glory of God. Well, you know, it's been a privilege for me to be able to partner with churches all over the country for the past 18 years or so. And here's what I would want you to hear from me this morning, that Orchard Church is unique. The work that God is doing here is tremendously unique. You don't find it everywhere. In fact, it's very, very rare to be found around the country. When you think in the past decade of the impact that you've been able to make, as you think about the needs that have been met, as you think about uh, the community service that you've extended, helping to address practical needs and meeting those needs in the name of Jesus, as you think about the growth, it's absolutely unprecedented as you think about church plants. So I want us to have in our mind's eye this morning the fact that God is doing something incredibly unique at Orchard Church. People that study churches day in and day out have a unique term for what God is doing here. They would call Orchard Church a prevailing church. A prevailing church is one who is out on the front lines actively engaged daily in all stratas of society, contending for the hearts, for the minds, and for the souls of men, women, children, and students. Aren't you glad to be a part of a prevailing church today? You know, I don't know if you saw it yesterday on social media or not, but Billy Graham celebrated his 97th birthday. And we think about the fact that there are prevailing churches and there are prevailing leaders. And one of the qualities or a couple of the qualities that mark both prevailing churches and prevailing leaders incredibly generous and tremendous faith in our great God. And as we think about Billy Graham's life and his ability to put tremendous faith in great God, We've seen him use that, God used that, to make an impact all around the world for helping to advance the kingdom in Jesus' name. And the same thing is true at Orchard Church today. A prevailing church, incredibly generous, it's going to take amazing faith. So as we come around this time of commitment, my encouragement to you today is not to view this commitment as something ordinary, something kind of run-of-the-mill, something mundane, as Doug said, not something that we have to do but recognize the extraordinary privilege it is when God invites us into his great redemptive mission in the world. It's going to take extraordinary faith. When we've read about David already this morning in 1 Chronicles 29, if we go back a little bit earlier in his life, back to 1 Samuel chapter 17, we see one of the very first accounts, one of the Bible stories that many of us probably learned at a very early age. It's the account of David and the giant called Goliath. Israel was fighting the Philistines. David was in the, in the back trenches back there. He was caring for sheep. He was the youngest of eight boys, kind of an afterthought. The older boys were up on the front lines kind of fighting the Philistines. David's father comes to him and says, I want you to take food and supplies, kind of go on a reconnaissance mission to the front lines. Check on your brothers. David arrives on the scene and he sees this reproach that is being extended against the country of Israel and against his great God. 
Goliath coming out to challenge the army of Israel. The army's retreating in great fear. Here's this young man, this young boy who steps up saying, what will be done for the man who removes this reproach from Israel? David understood one thing that's very important for us to understand today. God uses ordinary people to make an extraordinary impact. Aren't you thankful for that this morning? Because as we look around the room, we're looking at an auditorium filled with ordinary people who God has hardwired to make an extraordinary impact along the front range in this community and around the world for his glory. David was able to step forward, secondly, because he was confident in the reality of God. Anyone here today who's had their life transformed, who's been set free, who's been radically changed as a result of a relationship with Jesus Christ? This is participatory. You can say amen. You can shout hallelujah. If you brought your tambourine, you can bang on that. You can do anything you want. We've got confidence, don't we, today in the reality of God. Thirdly, David had confidence in the reliability of God. He goes up to Saul saying, hey, I'll step forward. I'll fight this Philistine. Saul says, you can't do that. You're just a youth. This guy's been a fighting man from his youth. You're ill-equipped. What was David's response? He said, listen, when I was out tending sheep, the lions would come, the bears would come trying to steal the sheep. God help me with the lion. God help me with the bear. God help me with this giant called Goliath. Aren't you thankful for the reliability of God in your life today? Have there been financial challenges, marital challenges, relational challenges, business challenges, where God has arrived right on the scene right on time with exactly what was needed to meet the challenge. Can you say amen to that today? Fourthly, God, or David, I should say, was confident in God's resources. Saul says, well, if you're going to do such a foolish thing, if you're going to go out and address this giant, at least get dressed up in my armor, wear appropriate battle attire. David said, no thanks. If it's all the same to you, I'll use the resources that God has entrusted to my care. Five smooth stones and a sling. And in the same way, it's important for us to recognize as we come around this time of commitment, God has entrusted the appropriate resources into your hands today. All he's asking is that you deploy those today with a spirit of sacrifice, a spirit of wholeheartedness for the purpose of seeing his kingdom advanced as you do that in great faith. And then fifthly, David was confident in the fact that he was God's representative. I love that. While the rest of the Israelite army was retreating in fear, David runs as well. But instead of running backward, he runs forward, head on, straight ahead to meet the challenge that God had placed before him. And as we come around this time of commitment, as Doug leads us in a few minutes, what an amazing opportunity to recognize Orchard Church that we too are God's representative. As we make our legacy commitment, we do so with the understanding that we're representing the Lord Jesus Christ to expand his name, his fame, and his kingdom right here and around the world. God bless you as you step out in faith today. Well, as we prepare uh, for our time of commitment, I just first want to say to all of you, uh, how much I love you guys. I love this church. I realize I know some of you uh, better than I know others, but I love and I appreciate all of you. I love being a part of this together, what God has done. 
these last 10 years, and I look forward to what he's going to do the next 10 years, because I don't think God is done with Orchard Church. I think he's just getting started, amen? And we get to be a part of it, and I, I just want you to recognize again that so many of you have already sacrificed, and you've been generous with your time, with your talent, with your treasures for 10 years, and we've seen over a 1,000 people accept Christ, baptized, discipled, and you've had a part in that. And so now as we get ready to move in these next 10, next 20 years in the life of our, our church, we get to be a part of what God is doing. And as we've been generous in the past, and if you've, you've been generous in the past, we have to be generous moving forward. We have to make more steps of faith and more sacrifices in order to advance God's kingdom and, and getting to be a part of that. And so it's going to take generosity today. and It's going to take sacrifice because we don't want to just be okay with the status quo. We don't want to just be happy with where we're at. We want to see God continue to use this church in a mighty way to change people's lives in this community. So like Nehemiah said in that study, you know, somebody's got to do something about this. It might as well be me, this is our opportunity for us to say, I I'm going to step up. I'm going to be a, a part of this. And just like David called Israel to action when we built that first temple, he's calling all of us to action today. And our leaders have already set the example. They've already made their commitments. And I want to read to you again in First Chronicles chapter 29 what David said to the nation of Israel when they were taking their offerings to build that first temple. He said, now then, who will follow my example? And give offerings to the Lord today. Then the family leaders, the leaders of the tribes of Israel, the generals and the captains of the army, the king's administrative officers, they all gave how church? They all gave willingly. They all gave willingly. And I told you last Sunday, a week and a half ago, our key leaders and our staff have already committed $1.4 million over the next three years, over and above the regular tithes and offerings to the legacy campaign. Now as an entire church, we have an opportunity to follow their example and give willingly. And can we just celebrate that again already? $1.4 million has been committed. That's awesome. And then we realized this week, it was, we were preparing for Sunday, for today, for our commitments. We said to Marcial, our Spanish pastor, you know, you guys have your service on Saturday night. So the Spanish ministries are going to have their commitment night before we have our commitment Sunday. And Marcial's like, that's right, I am. And he goes, I hope people show up. And this is just a baby new church here, you know, Orchard Church Latino. And uh, he didn't know what to expect. And th I think the most that they've had is about 50 on any given Saturday night. They had 63 last night show up for their commitment night. 63. That was a record attendance. And the Spanish ministry alone last night, a, a work that's only a ministry that's only just a few months old, committed $34,000 over the next three years. The Spanish ministry did. So what a blessing. So now we have an opportunity to follow the example of people who have already given sacrificially their, their steps of faith, their commitments. David said it this way in verse 9, after the leaders gave their commitments, it says, then the what? The people, that's everybody else, rejoiced over the offerings, what had been given. And for they had been given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. That is how God is asking us to give today and commit. Freely and wholeheartedly. So I ask you today, Orchard Church, be ready to make the sacrificial, um, faith-filled commitment of a lifetime. Hopefully you're going to be able to give you know, the first fruit offering of a, of a lifetime that is full of faith and sacrifice that's pleasing to the Lord. Not what you've come up with, but what God has led you to give that you know would be pleasing to Him. I'll say it again. If sacrifice is giving up something you love for something you love even more, I unapologetically ask and invite all of us to sacrifice and give to our King of kings and Lord of lords and advancement of his kingdom.
That's what we get an opportunity to do today, and that is a big, big deal. So right now, I want to ask you to take out your commitment cards, if you would. Inside your newsletter, there's an envelope, a legacy envelope. Inside of it is a legacy commitment card, and I want to walk you through this as we prepare to make our, our commitments today. First of all, up on the left, on the top left, you can see we just need your name, your address, city, state, zip, phone. Give us your email, a signature, and today's date. And you can say, you know, I was a part of this historic date, November 8th, 2015. I'll never forget this date because it's also my wife's birthday today. So y'all wish Shelly a happy birthday on your way out. So November 8th. And then down on the bottom left is where you're going to make your commitment. Now, I know some of you are going to commit to giving this uh, weekly. Some of you are going to do it bi-weekly, how you get paid. You're going to give once a month. That's up to you. However, you figure that out, whatever you're going to be giving, how you're going to give it. The most important number that we need is that bottom line there. Everybody see that where it says total over three years? Everybody see that? Say yes. See that? That is your overall legacy commitment over and above your regular tithes and offerings. Do not include those. This is over and above to leave a legacy for the next three years. What is that, that amount? This also would include any first fruit offering you're going to be giving today. So put that number on that bottom line right there. And then over to the right, you'll see a box that says, I will be giving online. I know many of you have taken advantage of the online option. I highly encourage you to do so. It's the most convenient, safest way to give. And the best way to stay faithful in your giving and your commitments, whether you're here or you're not, you're out of town. Uh, most all of our leadership give this way. We've made it really easy. We've created a whole new website. Uh, it's called PushPay, where you can give online. And you've got three ways you can get there. You can go to OrchardLegacy.com. This is our legacy campaign website. You see the box that says give. Just click that. It'll take you right to the online giving, walk you right through it. You don't have to log in or anything. It's very simple to give either one time or set it up reoccurring. Um, you can go to our website, OrchardChurch.tv. Down on the bottom right, there's a little dollar sign. Just click on that. It'll take you to the same place. Or those of you that text, you can text OrchardGive to 77977. And then they're going to send you a link. You just click on that link. Boom, you're right there. You can set it up. Very simple. Very, very simple. So if you're going to give online, be sure to do that and check that box. And then down below the next box on your commitment card, there's a box that says, I would like to commit stocks, real estate, other assets. Uh, please call me. Um, there are people in our church that said, hey, we've got some stocks we want to cash in. We have partnered with a Christian organization that can take care of that for us at no charge. Um, if you have business interest or some of your businesses, you may talk to them and ask them. A lot of large corporations nowadays, if you give to a charitable organization, a 501c3 organization, which Orchard Church is, a nonprofit 501c3 organization, they will match dollar for dollar your giving. So if you give $100, they match $100. That's just free money to advance the kingdom. So if you know that your work does that, let us know that, and then we'll contact you and talk to you about how you, we can uh, facilitate that and work that out. Um, if you're not comfortable going online and setting up your online giving yourself, um, we can do that for you. So over here on the right, there's automated giving. Just give us your information. Um, our finance manager will contact you and set that up for you. If you say, well, I don't want to use a credit card, you want to just have it uh, taken out of your, your checking account, electronic debit, like an ACH, you can give us that down on the bottom right and we can walk you through that as well okay so there's lots of options that way to set up your giving or you can always just put it in the offering envelope and give it on sunday but i highly encourage you to consider the online options so once we're going to pray in just a moment i'll give you a moment to pray together and then i'm going to pray for all of us and then 
make your commitment. Once you've got your commitment filled out, put it in the envelope. If you're bringing your first fruit offering today, put that in the envelope as well. Um, and then you can seal it. And then we're going to have a time of worship uh, through song. And there's going to be two boxes up here. So if you're in the bottom section, you can come and put your commitment in one of these two boxes. If you're in the upper section, there's going to be two boxes back there. Also, when you put your commitment in, be sure to get one of these legacy uh, commitment bracelets. And wear this as a sign that I've made my commitment, as a reminder of your commitment to be praying for our church and the advancement of the legacy campaign in people's lives. So pick that up today as well when you drop off your commitment. And I encourage you, once you put your commitment in, go back to your seat and continue to worship with us and we'll close out the service uh, together. So does that make sense to everybody? Say yes? Okay, good. I believe that God has amazing things planned for the future of Orchard Church. And today we get to begin this ridiculous walk of faith and commitment to the one who provided everything for us, our eternal salvation. And again, sacrifice is not something we have to do today, Orchard Church. It's something we get to do today. Amen? We get to sacrifice a little bit to the one who sacrificed everything for us. So I'm going to ask the worship team to, to come out now and join us. They're going to begin to play uh, a little bit of music softly. And then I want to encourage you right now just to take your commitment and just commit it to the Lord right in your seat. Just, just take a time of prayer. If you're with your spouse, maybe you want to pray together. If you're an individual, just pray to the Lord. And just ask that the Lord would multiply your gift hundreds and thousands of times over to the advancement of his kingdom and reaching people for Christ. And then I will have a commissioning prayer for us. And then I'm going to read some very powerful scripture. And then we'll stand and we'll worship together and make our commitments together. So take a moment right where you're at and pray right now. Father, we humbly come to you today and joyfully come before you today to be a part of your work, your redemptive work in this community, in this state, in this country, and around the world. We pray, God, that these sacrificial commitments, offerings would be pleasing to you, would be a step of faith, of obedience to what you, you've called us to do, to join you where you're at work, Lord. We pray that you would take these gifts and you would multiply them many times over for the advancement of your kingdom. And thank you that you invite us to join us in your work and that we get the privilege of being a part of this historic day and this historic time. And that we get to invest in something of amazing eternal value that's going to last forever and forever. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to read some powerful scripture to you that David shared when the nation of Israel gave their offerings and gifts to build that first temple. It says, then David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. He said this, Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. 
Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours, O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Amen, Orchard Church. He goes on to say, wealth and honor come from you alone, for you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand, and at your discretion, people are made great and given strength. Our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are these people that we could give anything to you? And don't miss this, Orchard Church. He says, everything we have has come from you, and we give you only what you first gave us. How true is that? David goes on to say, we are here for only a moment. Visitors and strangers in the land of our ancestors were before us. Our days on earth are like a passing shadow, gone so soon without a trace. Lord our God, even this material we have gathered to build a temple to honor you, your holy name comes from you. It all belongs to you. I know, my God, that you examine our hearts and rejoice when you find integrity there. You know I have done all this with good motives, and I have watched your people offer their gifts willingly and joyously. May we, Orchard Church, give in that same manner, willingly and joyously, to the King of kings and Lord of lords in the advancement of his kingdom. Are you ready to leave a legacy? Let's stand as we worship together. When you're ready, you can bring your commitments to the boxes and get your bracelet. Hey, can we just celebrate what God has done in our hearts today? Amen. What a special day this has been that we all get to be a part of and to celebrate what God has done in our hearts and to leave a legacy in this community. And I know you guys want to know the total. We can't total that fast. So next Sunday, you want to make sure that you're here. We will announce it. We're not going to put it on Facebook or anything like that. We're going to announce it live in the 8 o'clock service first. So we will announce in all three services what the total is and what the first fruit offering is. And so you don't want to miss that next Sunday. I know some of you are planning to give your first fruit offering today online, which would be great. Uh, we had some people already did that before today. So please do that today so we can total those numbers. So if you're going to give online, give your first fruit offering online today before the Broncos game. God told me if you want the Broncos to win again, you need to give your first fruit offering Okay, I made a chem up with that. But uh, hey, they won last week, I told you. So give that today online. Uh, people have asked, well, when do we start giving our commitments that we've committed to? Today. You start today with your first fruit offering. And then if you're going to give once a month and give again next month or, or once a week, however you're going to do it, go ahead and start now. So over the next three years, um, that's how the campaign will play out. Um, and I, again, let me share this. If God lays on your heart at any point to raise your commitment, you know, let's be willing to take a step of faith, take a step of obedience to what God calls us to do. We've had some people already share with us that God has prompted them to raise their commitment and give more than what they originally thought. I talked to one lady this morning. She said, uh, you know, we had a commitment in mind, but we said we don't know how in the world we could possibly make that kind of commitment, but we felt like God led us to do it. And so we made our commitment already last week. And then she's in sales. And like two days later, she made two sales that would pay for entire commitment in commission. So, isn't that awesome? So, praise God for that. I mean, God, where God guides, He will provide. So, just be obedient to whatever He leads you to do. Now, if you feel like God is leading you to go lower on your commitment, that's not God. 
That comes from our enemy, all right? So don't listen to that. Uh, two things we're going to ask you to do on your way out today to remember this historic day. Um, there's a tent with a legacy board that we, we made, we put together, and it's being signed by everyone who's made a legacy commitment. This was our first purchase that's going to go in the new building, and it's going to be hanging for a season in our new building, so you want to be a part of that, so be sure and sign that on your way out, the legacy commitment board. And then as you go by our land, if you can stop for a moment, either walk over there or stop in your car, there's a white tent sitting on our land and just get out and pray for that land for just a moment they cleared the corn out this last week so the corn is gone so you know what's next we start moving dirt for a new building so so pray over that site and not just the building but all the people and the lives are going to be changed on that site that we get to be a part of that so pray over that if you would today pray over the process with the city and all all of those things but thank you thank you thank you orchard church for your amazing generosity. Thank you for your commitments. Uh, Thank you for leaving a legacy today. Gary's going to close us in a word of prayer. God bless you guys, and we'll see you next week with our totals.